0: To another episode of Exposure Runs the Podcast, I'm excited to have our next guest. I seem like I always say I'm excited to have the next guest, but I am excited to have each guest that we have up here. So, uh, we want to welcome head basketball coach of Julian High School, who also moonlights as a prep hoops contributing writer, um, Coach Steve Parham. Am I pronouncing your last name correctly?
1: The Hood say Parham. The the correct way is Parum. Parum. It's all right. We okay, can, we so can go that, either either or. Is that French? Genesis? No, I don't, no, I don't, know. No. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I
0: just want to make sure I'm pronouncing your, your name correctly. We appreciate you being up here today, Coach. Thanks no, for coming. Thank you for having me, man. Um, Right off the back. Um, so you and I met at a Prep Hoops event, actually one of my very first runs, I believe, <laughs> And I think it was the run down at Pullman Center. The Pullman Center. Right. One of my very first runs when I was doing the twenty one the twenty twos and the twenty threes. Yep. And you came to that event. Um, uh, can you just really talk a, just a little bit about that event and kind of where we've progressed to up to and including the podcast?
1: Um, man, if people already know me or don't know much about me, I'm a gym rat. Uh this basketball happened and I'm trying to get to it and see it. So when you were posting about your runs and practically, you know, just your first run. So I, I missed the first run, mm-hmm. but we didn't know each other. So All the right. second round I reached out and said, Hey man, I'm a writer. I would love to come out. You told me sure come through. You've been meaning to reach out to us. I said, Perfect, I'm there. It was during COVID. There was nothing going on. Nothing going on. Nothing happening. Um, so I I rushed to the to you know, to the chance to come up. So when I like I said, we talked. I, I like what you were doing. Um <clears throat> prior prior to the, the the COVID, I was doing stuff something that Ken we we had the Nike camp and we mm-hmm. did Nike runs And the very the format was very similar. We just reached out to a lot of the top players in the in the area and just said, Hey, come up and just play in the run mm-hmm. and it went well. So again when COVID shut everything down, I was just excited to just get back around some basketball and just kinda get out the house. Um uh, going forward now I didn't know that ex Xavier was your, was your time, son. Right. Yeah. But you know, just watching him dunk on people's head, I'm like, oh man, he's good. And he was like when I saw him with you after, it was like, Oh, okay. I stopped putting two and two together. So that's how we, you know, kinda um hit it off. And right. then, like I said, every night, I was coming up there practically once a week, um, to the events and then once we kinda got back going, we kinda kept kept close and you was just letting me know about different situations. Now, of course, once we started playing, I couldn't get to the Maris games like mm-hmm. I wanted to. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, Maris played the same time that my team did at Julian. But um, like I said, we, we kept them, con- you know, communication. We talked about AAU stuff. Then you guys put the team on the prep hoops um, mm-hmm. circuit. So mm-hmm. was watching how that go, how that went. and you know, No, I'm not going to say much about that part, but <laughs> saw how that went. And then, you know, kind of just struck a, a great relationship with each other and anything you've ever done, I've always been supportive and willing to be there to, to give a helping hand. No,
0: I definitely <clears throat> appreciate no, I definitely appreciate that. Um, as far as the platform going and how we started, I mean, it's no secret that I started a platform for Xavier. Like yep. that's no secret. I've never hit that. I've never, you know, Gotten around that. Mm-hmm. It was, it was his thing. And I just so happened to be able to help other players like him and then took an opportunity for some of the, the, uh, the more, uh, superstar type players to come through. I, I remember our very first run. I don't know if you noticed know or not, but our very, the very first run that we did with Dave was at my wife's school, um, over in Inglewood. And we had Mattis there. We had JJ there. Yeah. We had Shikachi there, Diggy, Zay, uh, Day Day. I mean, that picture is someday going to be worth Millions. Well that
1: video it's already been streamed on YouTube. Right. I can't remember who what footage people you had there, but I saw that footage and I was like, man, this is all the freshmen. Mm-hmm. But also, I don't I can't remember what event it was. There was another event where it was all freshmen and you guys were there. Um it was like in the southwest suburbs. Okay. With the Chicago something, but like they gave you guys like black uniform. Um,
0: I, I know what you're talking about, but I yeah. forget the event as well. Yeah.
1: And that was kind of when I first saw everybody, because that class was special. Mm-hmm. Like, man, and like I said, it matters. And day they end up getting mm-hmm. the MVP, but we were, everybody was looking for, oh, where's this kid? Mm-hmm. And, like, everybody else would start – I could start separating who was who. Right. And that was one of the other first times that I kind of saw you guys but didn't know who you were at the time.
0: Right, right. Um, So mm-hmm. according to a little bit of research I did, uh, you began coaching at Morgan Park. And 2006,
1: seven, whenever Derrick Rose senior year at Simeon.
0: Okay, okay. Um, what made you want to get into um coaching high school basketball?
1: Honestly, I've always wanted to coach basketball. Um, even though that was I was still technically in my college career, Mm -hmm. like still playing basketball at the time, but uh, open that uh, and what happened was I committed to a school out of town. Um, that didn't work out, so I moved back and. I had to go to Robert Morris. Okay. In the midst of me going to Robert Morris, I had to sit out because by that time everybody was already a team, and mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. going to school. And so um, my um, one of my cousins was the he was the head coach at Phillips, then became the head coach at Morgan Park. Okay. In the midst of that, he brought me over because I wasn't doing anything. So and I just started helping out and coaching with those guys, and it was just something I loved. I, like you know what I don't cared too much about I mean I still play but I didn't care too much about playing at the time I just grew this passion for this coaching coaching basketball and you've been doing it ever since ever since. and then when did you take over at Julian so about five years about five years ago like right 2019 you no know, I'm saying five like four four years ago okay yeah twenty
0: nineteen. and how did you when did you and how did you become a writer with prep hoops how did that happen
1: so I was already in a lot of contact with coaches. I would go, like I said, a gym rat. would go to several games. A lot of coaches always used to see me at Christmas tournaments, things of that nature. So I was always doing like some silent, like, hey, check this guy out, check this guy out. Got you, out, got you, got you. Type stuff. And then um, I started doing the tweet night games. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and in the midst of that, uh, another guy who's actually a Division One coach now, uh, Brandon Dunson, who's at Stanford now, he started out as the, he was the initial prep hoops guy. He had his own site that he had in Central Illinois. Okay, that he was running. That he started as a player, which is funny. He was a player and started his own scouting service. Sort of okay, head. okay. And he he did the smart thing. He didn't put himself number one. He put himself like eight or nine. Right, right, and right. And just you know put you know a couple of his peers ahead of him. And so I guess the prep hoops people at the time it was called North Star Hoops. Okay, reached out and they found out that he was you know. About the coach and things Uh, So he reached out to me Because I was always in Chicago And doing a lot of stuff So he reached out to me And that's how I kind of got started
0: Oh, okay Um, Being a coach at Julian Do you sometimes want to put your players Give them the benefit of the doubt When you're evaluating them? No No?
1: They have to work double hard Like I I like that Yeah, I'm not a Like my kids have to do something extraordinary Because we're already In a situation where We're not The highest of the highs, right? Right. And if you're just coming in and just oh, I can, I'm gonna go try to score forty points, but that don't do nothing for me. We when you're playing like we're in one of the lowest levels of basketball, right? Right? Right. right. You have to be consistent. So once my kids are consistent, then I can say, hey, that's now I can help you out. You just,
0: I'm glad you said that. That segues me into my next question. You said scoring forty. So when you're evaluating talent whether it be for your own personal gain as a coach mm. or you are evaluating for prep hoops, what is Steve looking for?
1: I'm looking for guys who have a feel of basketball. You have to have it like the feel of the game. Like, cause when we, and I know we're going to get to this later about how we do ranking. Oh, you, you got right. I you know, know, that's a yeah, question. I know. I know. I've, I've been, <laughs> been through before. Um, when, when looking at how guys play, you have to look at what will translate over to the college game.
0: Okay. Fair.
1: <clears throat> Cause some people could just play fast and just, that's all you can do. But then once the game slows down and you can't do anything, then what are we doing? Like, how can I send a coach over to come watch you? And I know you're going to go play at DePaul prep and they're going to take the air out the ball and you're going to look bad. Like, I have to look at the whole mm-hmm. realm of basketball. And that's why, um, that's one of the reasons why I got into scouting because I don't want to, and I don't want to talk bad about other scouts, but there's not many other scouts that actually played the game. I already know that's it's, it's one that. of my fucking questions. I know. Listen. Okay,
0: like, I'm listening. I'm getting ready to jump to that motherfucker, but I'm gonna wait.
1: This isn't my first time.
0: <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> <laughs> go on. There aren't many scouts that played the game, so I mean, I know. There are scouts that were in front of me that knows how to look and evaluate. Mm-hmm. But you also have to know what will translate. And a lot of times just scoring points doesn't always translate to the next level because some kids can score the mess out the ball but then get to a, a a college and their role, they are put into a role. Now when they're put into a role, they can't do anything, mm-hmm. which is why the transfer the portal is a, a big thing now.
0: Now, um, I know you had mentioned you had sought a little bit of uh, Coach Rob's interview, Mm -hmm. um, and he kind of spoke about that a little bit. I mean, do you agree with that in terms of some of the reasons why players are transferring is because the coaching isn't good or is it something else? Because there was – had a debate on on a couple of the uh, little basketball groups that we are a part of right. collectively, um, and of course, some of them said no, it ain't the coaching, and some of them agreed. So, like, what is your thoughts on that?
1: It's a mixture. I I can't speak on the, the coaching not being good. Now, it's it is some areas where people aren't coaching at all and just kind of their talent. It. Yeah, they're just mm-hmm. working off talent, and we've seen how that's happened. What's mm-hmm. happened? those situations
0: when they run into real coaching
1: yeah, yeah. They, they they fall flat but um, also it's the hype and, and and who's going where and you know I, I know personal fact I have coaches who reach out to my guys I'm like well we're in the lowest division what you gonna do with my guys mm-hmm. but I get you know that they well coached and they've been trained because mm-hmm. that's what I do Right, so you come get it's easy to come get one of my guys to come help you out because you know, they can probably be coming with some, they coming with some stuff and right. ain't going to know some stuff. Right, right, right. But it's understood that it's understood that the higher level high schools and, and, and I've said this before this starts happening. The prep school, the prep school part plays a big part in this. The prep schools are going to take the better players from the, the best high schools, mm-hmm. which means the trickle down effect is those best high schools. Those really good high schools are going to start taking from the lower level guys, just like in college. Right. It's just, it's, it's it's it's
0: a domino effect. It's A domino effect. It's the way of the world. It goes yeah. it it goes into real life, like yep. a job. Yep. A, when the job loses a good person yep. to another job, you go and poach yep. from another from job. Another job. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, have you ever been wrong on scouting a player, one way or the other? Where you scouted them, and I, and and I I like to think I know you well enough. I now know how you scout so like your scouting isn't scouted from a difference of like oh this this kid he fucking sucks it's like uh he needs to work on some shit and you always highlight the good when you kind of so have you ever been wrong like where you like uh he needs to work on this he isn't that good versus no this this motherfucker he the one and it's kind of like been
1: flip-flopped both both like i've watched so much basketball where i've literally like man this dude he's gonna be tough then two years later you never hear hear about him. Mm-hmm. And it's not because he did something bad, it's just it's whatever he did that was really good only worked for him at that where he was or at that time. Um and then the other the other part is seeing somebody people rave, oh he could do this, he's this, he's that and I go see him like I don't know. And then over time that person actually becomes what everybody said they were. Mm. Mm-hmm. I could say personally I I I could say personally that I know I was right about that a lot of people wrong me on one was Fred VanVleet. Okay. People said, "Oh, he can't, he can't shoot, he can't do this." I said, "Listen, that kid is at Rockford and got them winning tons of games. He's doing something right." Another one and, and I know it seems like I'm front running when I'm saying these names, but Max Struce. I saw Max Struce playing with the Illinois something magic. Out in Fort Wayne, this dude was dunking everything. And a guy who passed away, uh, uh, Donnie Kirksey, was like, man, this kid could play. Mm-hmm. And he was at USC at the time. I was like, yeah, why hasn't any Division Ones recruited
0: this mm-hmm, kid? Mm-hmm.
1: He, I mean, this kid was legit 6'5", 6'6". Just shoot a little shoe. Look, shoe mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And was super athletic. Like, he don't show that in NBA. I-, I was going to say, like, he Max was banging on guys. Mm-hmm. And Fort Wayne at the time was like the, the End all be all like everybody played there. Right. And he was there doing doing whatever he want whenever he wanted, and nobody recruited him. Nobody saw him. It's and like why do you think like
0: that him.
1: was? I don't my thing was probably he was at Stag High School. Nobody knew much about Stag. Mm-hmm. And they didn't get much fanfare. I mean it's a South Suburban school, but South Suburban Hoops wasn't out at the time where they could put it out there and there's no it was no big social media right. thing, you know what I'm saying? Gotcha. gotcha. So social media wasn't really pubbing them and then um, probably because he played with the, that team. Oh, I girl. mean, they you know, he was, he was one of those guys that probably want to play with his friends and he didn't play with a bigger program. So that's kind of how, probably how his recruitment went, how it went. Even though going to Lewis, is, I don't think is a bad thing, but.
0: Yeah, they recruited Zay a little bit. Uh yeah. coach, Shout out to Coach Rocco. Yeah. He kept it all the way around with me. Um, Even if I didn't want to hear some of the stuff he said, but he uh, shout out yeah. to him. And and since you're naming names on who turned, who did you kind of like put out there like, yo, I think he's going to be the one, and then kind of turned out not to be, and not to put nobody kid down. So I want to be careful with how I ask that, and I want you to be careful how you answered that. Yeah. Answer it. But like, who did you think like, mm, you know what, this kid is going to be something. And then after a few years, you didn't really hear much about him.
1: And again, just kind of, kind of—I want to say front-running, but the kid Jeremy Richmond from Waukegan a while back was a McDonald's All-American. I thought he was the pro. Went to Illinois. Um, it just didn't pan out. Pan out. Okay. Um, man, there's no real names because all the kids that that also happened to just kind of stop playing basketball. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of different. For a variety of for reasons. For a variety of different okay. reasons. Okay. But, yeah, but it was, you know, I like I said, being the guy who's always in the gym, I've seen lots of kids just kind of fizzle out. Um, and I also see kids who they just need a different atmosphere to get it out of.
0: Them. Got you. Got you. Okay. Um, as a mm-hmm. scout and evaluator, who thus far has been the best player you've ever seen? In
1: person. In person. Zion Williamson, and mm-hmm. that's scouting and coaching against him.
0: And and you saw, uh, yeah. So why why yeah. hasn't none of that translated from that to Duke to now in the NBA with the shit he got? Because he's,
1: on? I, I'm a Zion Williamson fan, but his weight and stuff is paying, and then we we all find out what his vice is now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, pussy. But that's <laughs> right. that's all of our yeah, right No, exactly. But, I mean, he likes the professional guy. <laughs> so, so, so with that, I mean, those would be things that could slow him down. But I mean, he's every, every way he's winning, he's dominated. I mean, if you watch you the go, few games he played in the NBA, he was killing. Watch him against LA. Look how he made LeBron look like a little boy. Yeah, early this early in the season. I mean, he was banging LeBron like. That's Zion. I, I I remember. Do
0: you think Zion is going to end up being now? I'm the the two players that I'm going to name is specifically for the fizzle out because of yeah. their weight, kind of like a uh a Oliver Miller, Miller, Miller. Sean Kim. Oh, Sean Kemp. I was going to even go with uh, track the trailer. Ooh, yeah. Do you think you know that he's <laughs> yeah. going to end up being of that caliber?
1: I hope not. I hope maybe. I I I. I never thought New Orleans was the place for him to be. It's a Creole, food type of town. That's just the worst place for somebody. Food and to pussy. That too.
0: Food and pussy. Like, yeah. that's what New Orleans is. Yeah. But why has he been the only, well, the only one that we know of? Because I'm not saying that the other players haven't been subjective to those vices, but why is his shit out on front street?
1: Well, let's look at the, and <clears throat> this is a whole other topic, but let's look at the South Carolina aspect. Those him and. Him and yeah, him and Ja come from areas where they didn't see much of this stuff. So when you get it from mm. a rush and you don't have, and you don't have the, the 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 veterans to say, "Hey man, this ain't that." Or
0: it's you, plenty of that. Chill yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, relax.
1: <laughs> when you don't have that, then you get the situation with both of them. Okay, and so they're both putting. They're both been putting. They've been putting situations that. Every team in the NBA wants to be young now. And so now when you don't have the veterans, mm -hmm. you don't have the veterans to be like, man, hey, young father, come here, chill out. You know, Zion was already on Twitter, like, being looking like a goofy when he was trying to get, like, some white girls or something. They was, like, he was loving. They was FaceTiming him and putting him in a picture back when he was at Duke. Talking about, so you look beautiful. And they was recording him and then posting him, like, come on, bro. But... (laughs)
0: And that, that you know every 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 oh. organization every organization needs a um needs a needs an OG like yeah. regardless whether it's yeah. coaching whether it's you know working in a Fortune 500 but you see these companies they want to go young you know fresh out of college because they don't want to pay them top dollars yep. and so that's what that boils down to all right well we're gonna we're gonna jump right into what, the the real reason why you here like yep. let's not even. You know, I, I kind of give you the appetizer. Let's jump into this main course, right, 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 about now. So, it. for those that don't know, what goes into the Prep Hoops rankings?
1: So I've said it before. <clears throat> a lot of people get mad. They, you know, I've had people come to me. My son ain't seventy eight. My, you know, this ain't ain't forty people better than me. Uh, I mean, that's not how we do our rankings. Our rankings are based off tiers. Okay, so it's based off tears. Okay, and realistically, um, it's high major to mid major plus mid major, low major plus low major, D two down the scale.
0: Now when you say based off tears, I remember you told me, and, and this wasn't you telling me because I was bitching about Zay. It was mm-hmm. just explaining to me it's based off of projections of yeah. where y'all see the kids. Without well, that, okay. was, that was the second part. I was Go going to. I'm sorry. So. Okay.
1: Yeah, that, so it's in tears that, that's how we started off. Now it's based off the projection of where, not saying the highest level, but what the projection of where they, they, the kid is at that moment.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: And according to coaches. So, and, and I say this all the time and kids get mad at me. You are who recruits you. You are who recruits you.
0: That got oh, that stings a little. I bit. know that stings a little bit because if you ain't getting recruited, that means technically
1: what you are saying is you ain't shit. Well, Ooh. I don't know. It's a lot of colleges out here; they just don't get to see everybody. <laughs> 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 well,
0: I mean, I'm to read between the lines man, type of a brother. Like you but, say, you are who recruit me. If motherfuckers ain't recruit me, that means
1: yeah. Yeah, but you know, so that's you know, I say you're you're your son. Okay. He, when you were telling me his list, he had some Division One schools mm-hmm. that were interested, but mm-hmm. he also had like some Division Twos and mm-hmm. even some Division Threes. Where well. I knew he wasn't a Division Three guy, but
0: one the, Division Three was tight that we didn't choose them.
1: Exactly. So, so <laughs> go to that part. So the coaches are only going to try to recruit you if they just feel if they feel like you are their level. Okay. You don't see many Division Threes walking to Marais Johnson at the end of the game. All the four years, I was like, Hey, son, you know, don't go to Illinois. This Mm -hmm. is the, you know, right. Like, that's just what it is. Um, and because of that, you know, that's sort of how we base our ranking process. And I'll say this, like, and I don't want to go to a specific group, but you can do like the first 10, the first 10 guys, and that's all high major guys. But then like the next, 11 through 30, we could be mid plus, but because somebody's at 27 and somebody's at 15, don't mean that they're better than you. Right. They're just, you're all just based in that tier. Okay. That's how we do the ranking. Okay. You know what I'm saying? But a lot of people, like you said, get tight about that. I'm like, bro, you can boost up five more spots. What difference does it make?
0: So I remember, so before I ask this next question, specifically about the rankings, I remember when I started this platform, Xavier wasn't even ranked, either because a lot of people didn't know who he was and or I, of course, you and I had this conversation. I just felt like, you know, we wasn't from here. So it was just like, well, who is this kid? From the first event I did with that guy, Uh after that, he jumped onto the rankings list. I don't remember where. By the second or third run, Zay was in the top 25.
1: We saw him. (laughs) I mean... We can't. I, I'm. I'm not a component of just like, oh, this kid's on somebody else's list. We need to put them on the rankings. Like we have to see them first, you know. So after we see them and have a chance to really evaluate them, then we can place them, and then we'll place them at a starting point. But if we start seeing them getting better, then we can then we can start to move them up or drop them lower.
0: So to be fair, to be fair, you, you mentioned you said because you saw him, there are. And, and, and I'd like you to correct me there are kids on the prep hoops rankings currently and prior that mm-hmm. were ranked pretty high that y'all didn't see
1: well we've had to see them um, the thing is it's it's now I mean at this point now it's like six of us <laughs> it's six of us right. in Illinois it initially started out with just me and Scott and we had another guy but he ended up leaving doing something else but between the between the three of us, we've seen most of the, the okay. kids. So, like S- Scott is from the the southern Illinois, southern east part of Illinois, so he sees a lot of those guys there, and then he comes up for the bigger events to see the bigger talent. Okay, I'll see Central Illinois guys, some kids from Rockford, of course, most of the Chicagoland area, mm-hmm. and then we kind of just put throw them throw the names. Okay, there, and this how we how we see him. So that was
0: actually one of my questions was who's on that board of rankings. How many of it is your you said 6 or is it more? Well, no, so okay.
1: mostly Scott starts it out. He has a, I mean he's okay. the one who has the most experience at it. And then I come give my feedback and now the the new guy we have uh, Teddy who does a really good Teddy job. Teddy Ben new. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, who he was a Teddy started out as a videographer right Right, I remember I think he did a
0: video or two of his but mm-hmm. right yeah here. underdog mm-hmm. yes yep yes okay
1: so once he came on and he started giving his input that was good then we also started you know, Reggie came on and he was doing like the younger guys so we you know he started giving us a little bit of input on the guys that the younger guys that we just didn't know much about but that's basically how we do it. So we'll get an email, and we just kind of all give our feedback and okay. say, hey, this kid is probably way too low. We probably need to move him up right here. Now, granted, sometimes once we move a kid up and then we go watch them, they play like crap. I'm like,
0: oh, God. Right, 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 But right.
1: I always say you can't go off of that because, like I said earlier, mm-hmm. you can go – I'll give you an example. Jay Sean Stevenson. Okay. I say, hey – this kid is nowhere near this level. He's gonna be at the top,
0: right? Because first of all, he's, he's a six four point guard,
1: right? So we had him like sixty something. But mm-hmm. like, to be fair, I didn't get to see a lot of limbo games. I seen him before with an AAU stuff, so mm-hmm. I couldn't really give a full evaluation, right? And because he was playing, with, I, I was a affiliated with Y&R at the time, so it looked like oh, you just giving r guys, a right, guy. right, right. So I didn't do it. I did it was fair. Scott watched them. Scott watched them at um the Mount Carmel event, and he just had an okay game. Okay. But he was worthy enough to be put in the rankings. Okay. So then, going forward, later this later at the Riverside Brookfield, the first game they watched was him against DePaul Prep. DePaul Prep, not going to let anybody get off on him. Right. So that's a bad way to evaluate. Right. So if you watch that game, and then he does nothing, but in the next game, nobody watches him, and he scores 40, like, damn, what happened? Watch him again. Then he plays another tough team that not gonna let him do much. It's so it's tough, but eventually you like, nah, that dude really got something, and you know that
0: teams they, are preparing, preparing
1: for him. They're preparing for him. This is why this guy needs to be.
0: Right, because he and while the the argument can be made, well, he's not doing X, Y, and Z against these other teams. Mm-hmm. Those teams are they're they're watching film, mm-hmm. they're coach. Mm-hmm. Well, when you talk about the Paul Prep, we know that lineage yep. comes from yep. you know the Wolves organization, yep. and yep. they do a hell of you know my, my yep. beef aside, mm-hmm. they do a hell of a job Great with job. from from. All of their levels of mm-hmm. coaching, development, yep. their practices isn't just rolling up. B- I can tell you this firsthand. Yep. They don't just roll the ball out and you run it up and down. Mm-hmm. Them shit's a structured. Yep. Mike don't play that shit no. at all. And and he hires coaches to let them know you're going to do respectfully yeah. or un- disrespectfully. Yeah. You're going to do what I tell you. We're going to run this this system and this shit works. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so to be honest... Can you understand how annoying it is to have people rank athletes of any sport, not just basketball uh who've never played the sport at any level, let alone a high one
1: yes um i can it's it's very annoying i I get pissed off when I see people who, who place reports out about players, and I know they weren't even in a gym mm. That some of these, me. some of these other rankings. Yeah, I see other people like you weren't even at the game. Like how you got these guys? I know you haven't seen this kid before because I'm, I'm around. I, only three or four people know about this kid. They could put him in rankings, but how are you ranking the kid? You have barely seen him, right? So that, that pisses me off. But the, the aspect of guys who just rank, they just ranking just to have a ranking or they have a ulterior motive behind their rankings is, is the, the upsetting, that's upsetting part to me because sometimes. Those rankings do get the coaches. And now I got to explain to the coaches, man, that dude is
0: not. He don't know what he's talking about.
1: Not, or that kid ain't really like that.
0: Got you. Yeah. Got you. Other than yourself, how many of the other Prep Hoops staff have actually played the game on any level?
1: <laughs> Honestly. I think maybe me and Reggie. That's it. From my knowledge I mean Illinois okay now like I said with, and I'm not about to like I, I, explain, I, I, yeah, yeah
0: yeah you ain't got to I, I'm not yeah. here to put no, you, no, 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 you no 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 got you
1: got you it's, I mean it's facts is facts right but like, I mean Teddy's a soccer player but he's but he's
0: he's he's evaluating and ranking basketball players
1: he goes to a lot of basketball games. But, I know. I and know. this ain't no disrespect I know, no, to Teddy. Yeah.
0: And so if Teddy ever sees this, you know, you can, you, I'm right here, Teddy, like, you know, yeah. you can DM me, this ain't no disrespect, but right. like, for me, all right, so take take the hat of this yeah. platform, now I'm speaking as Mustafa the dad. Right. Like, how the fuck can you evaluate, evaluate Xavier M- if, you're, if your sport isn't even basketball? Yeah, I hear you, you did photography and videography and all that shit, and it's, your work is really good, it speaks for itself, but how can you... Accurately and explain to a parent, let alone a college coach, which is the most important part, mm-hmm. that your evaluation is substantial enough to take seriously, and your sport isn't even basketball.
1: I mean, some people have it, have it some people don't. Okay, I got you. <laughs> That's all. I say. Okay. I mean, I mean, this, this shit is weird to me if I'm being honest. They've been doing it with ESPN for the longest
0: yeah but at least for the most part and, and, and of course that's that's like the highest yeah. level but for the most part ESPN even though they just fired a bunch of motherfuckers right. they are putting specific players from their sports as a part of their evaluating crew now we're talking Teddy going to go evaluate some of these soccer players cool yeah he does that too uh, oh too <laughs>
1: okay. he does that as well <laughs> alright cool <laughs> alright he, he does prep who soccer but no I mean but no some I mean some, it's a fair question yeah no some okay. some some guys do know how to evaluate talent. Never played. We we don't say nothing about Coach Slaughter coaching basketball. He never played. He was a baseball player, but he can. He's a really good coach. When uh, it, is, what's the difference?
0: Okay, are you asking me? Yeah, to answer. Okay, to me the difference is, well, first of all, and I guess over time, Coach Slaughter has worked his way up to being arguably one of the top three to five coaches in the state. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um, So I I would, I would imagine that early on in his coaching career, he took the same type of questioning from people like, well, he a baseball player. I mean, the same could be said for Trendle, Mm -hmm. like, you know, and I talked about his ass already. Like, don't get, yeah, I don't make me go there, but he was, which I found out later on, he was a fucking baseball coach. Mm -hmm. Right. But he had a pretty decent career from Providence, which then they brought him over after, uh, Nolan left. They right. bought him after Nolan and you know this shit didn't work out for whatever reason. But I mean I guess the same can be said. Um I guess it's a great question to ask what is the difference? Um honestly I don't I don't have a direct line answer, but it's it's a fair yeah combative question. No, a debate of question. Definitely. And and then when you talk about the you know the higher level because you got coaches on um and in, in college and hell you got coaches in the NBA who were like Role players that may have made exceptional coaches, Mm -hmm. right? You talk about in the NFL, you talk about Jason Garrett. He was a backup quarterback for half his fucking life. And he was a pretty decent coach with the Cowboys. You talk about Phil Jackson. He had an injury prone injury prone career and he's one of the best coaches in NBA history. Then you talk about Larry Bird, one of the best coaches in the fucking, I mean, one of the best players in the galaxy. He was a mediocre coach.
1: You're skipping the biggest one.
0: Uh, who, Who? Who?
1: Eric Spolstra,
0: yeah, he was a video coordinator. He wasn't even a coach. I don't even know if he fucking played. Did he even play? No. That's what I'm saying. Uh, okay, so I mean, your 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 uh, rebuttal debate is is well received.
1: Yeah, I, I just think when you're around something, and you try to make that your passion. You can become a professional Fair. with that.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Fair enough. Um, since you've been coaching at Julian, who has been your best player?
1: I'm not gonna get myself in trouble with my kids, but no, um, yeah, we gonna do no. that. No, um, I, I get, I can't say I don't have a best player. I, I like my kids; they do different things. Okay. Um, one of my favorite players left me, and, and hopefully, he's coming back. And I don't want to throw no right, right, right. One, 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 but um,
0: come on back, shorty.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had a kid that uh, uh, Trevi team was. Uh, Dog mm. rebound everything. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, he had to leave for obvious reasons. Um the kid that I just helped um Genesis English was really good. Another rebounder. I mean, I'm a big man, so of course I'm a love my, right, my you're big bigs, yeah. Right, of <laughs> my, course, of course. Especially when I'm teaching them my moves and they use them in games. Like, oh
0: yeah. They're paying attention. they paying attention. Okay, okay.
1: Yeah, um, man, I, I, Larry was really good for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, my kid Cyrus, this upcoming year is really good. I had a, a guard named DJ the year before who was, who was really solid for me. I had quite a few kids, man. You know, my whole thing was just try to get them in school. And that's what I'm, that, that's my thing. That's your goal. And that's my goal. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. Gonna... I'm supposed to win championships, but Put, get them in school. Championships don't mean nothing once they leave. Once they leave the school, and they don't got nothing going on. Right,
0: right, right. The they can of, win the championship and go right home to mom's couch and, after they graduate. Exactly. Okay. And then
1: be back out on the streets right. once school is over. With. So my thing is to get them to school and then right. now they have something else to, gotcha. to do.
0: Um, You mentioned that Zion Williamson was the best player you've ever seen. Who's the best player from the state that you've ever seen?
1: Derrick Rose. My first year coaching. Okay. <laughs> first year coaching. That was easy. It, mean, the, where are the staples button. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Like, it's funny. We played so at Morgan Park back then. You had to play Simeon twice. They was in the conference. First, first, first year we played Simeon at Morgan Park. They lost. We lost to him by ten. Tim Flowers, who's now the Simeon head coach, mm-hmm. was on was in was on the team as well. The first, the second game at Simeon, Rob ran a, a backwards play, a, a back pick play. We went in zone. Derrick Rose caught the ball, did a 360 dunk, and that was just it. Like, me, it was nothing we can do. And, like, you could just – you saw everybody's life just leave out, <laughs> leave out of him while he was on the bench. The game was over And after we that. just kind of just sat there and just let them do whatever they, they want the whatever. rest of the game. It, <laughs> it was,
0: um, how much did COVID hurt the recruitment of players?
1: A lot. And people debate me to this day. But you could tell – who was in the gym mm-hmm. during COVID and who wasn't? Mm-hmm. And it's apparent the city kids wasn't. Mm-hmm. They didn't have the outlet like the suburban kids, which is why we have all mm-hmm. the suburban state championships and the city doesn't have many since then. Wow. I mean, that's, that's, and people say that's a cop out. No, no, I feel that's the truth. If you look at the rankings, how many city guys I've been, it's not many. It's not many kids in the rankings. That was, you could say, now it's coming back to it. Yeah, 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 but yeah. But yeah. beforehand, if you look, the the Martinelli, yeah, 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 yeah. Right yeah, here, those guys were always suburban, in the gym. Yeah. Suburban guys.
0: Yeah, that's true. Damn, I didn't even peep that. I yeah, didn't even peep that.
1: Like, all those guys were always in the gym. Martinelli, I love because that dude, he didn't matter where the game was, he went to go hoop.
0: Yo, he played with me and went to the event. And what I loved about it, and actually, I actually kind of just got chills. What I loved about, and shout out to Nick Martinelli over at Northwestern. Yep, yep. his 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 father, his family, his entire family they they were very supportive of the platform when we um, came over to Indiana and we played in that event. It was Xavier, it was him, yep. it was it was Randy, it was Jalen, it was a little a young kid from Whitney Young who at the time I later found out wasn't even on the team. I think he was the team manager. Right. Um, And a couple other guys. But Martinelli, by far, in a way, was the best player in the Not just on my team, but in In the the whole event. In the whole event.
1: That was one of the main reasons I came and drove to Indiana. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm about to go see Nick again. And he played with us. And
0: we got to the championship game. Unfortunately, we lost in the championship game. But, like, Nick was very, like, he just really took all of them under his wing. And Mm -hmm. it was apparent that he was, like, leaps and bounds better than them. But he didn't treat them that way. It was like we in this together. We a team. We lose as a team. We win as a team. We gonna have some fun. We gonna kick that. Like he was a really just really. he's just an all
1: around great dude. That dude was one of my favorite yeah, players. Yeah, by far, really one of my favorite players. By far, he time. was definitely
0: good. Um, based on what you know about Xavier's situation, and to mm-hmm. be very clear, I'm mm-hmm. very pleased. We talked about this m- multiple times. I'm pleased on where he's going and where where he ended up at. But I but I, I do want to know why do you think he wasn't recruited higher? Was it me? Was it his skill set? Was it a combination of
1: both? With Zay, I think a lot of coaches didn't see the consistency. Okay. They didn't see the consistency, which I knew. I've Again, I've seen him a little bit more than others. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then also, playing with that Hoops of Health team, was. That's, I, think, I thought the idea was great, but the type of guys that was all on that team probably just didn't Work well. If you look at everybody individually, they did great stuff. Mm-hmm. George, think about that team when you first had it. I was like, man, this might be one of the better you squads it, in the.
0: It just, it just didn't pan out the yeah. way that I. And shout out to hoops for help. Shout yeah. out to Brandon. Shout out to yeah. Jeremy Senior who put the team together or helped yeah. put the team together. But individually, yeah. each of them on a different team right.
1: or much better. You had but, Jakeem Cole. You had who uh, didn't last long because his touch, yeah, yeah, his
0: touches wasn't what yeah, they it should have been.
1: Again. Why would I go there when I know the sophomore right here is probably about to be one of the better mm-hmm. players in the state? Um but yeah, just that those situations I don't say hurt him completely, but you didn't he, he didn't get the consistency of how he normally plays. He didn't get to show that he got a his mid range was was much better. They just thought, Oh, he's just an athlete. Mm-hmm. And so that's probably why a lot of culture. and he wasn't
0: put into a lot of situations and and this mm-hmm. and this and I, and I've this is might be the first time I'm saying this although I've had some conversations uh, in pieces with Brandon I, I people don't realize how much I real in in certain situations because I didn't want to be that dad.
1: Um, I know I, I, li- I know I watched okay I,
0: li-
1: <laughs> 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 I watched from the stage
0: and people always like kind of before I finish the story I remember um, Hines told me that it was people over at Marist that were petrified of me and I never understood it because my routine going to a marriage game was I had my camera and I always sat at the top, I, first of all, I separated myself from the crowd. Mm-hmm. I always sat on the visitor side mm-hmm. and I always wore headphones. I never wanted to hear what other people were saying. And I'm going to tell you the story on why this was and shout out to the parents who I'm about to name with their child. The very first time Xavier went to go play with the Illinois Blaze. Right, shout out to Sakita and Pat Cooper, one of the ground roots of this entire basketball organ, this AAU thing. Right, it was my first time joining AAU. I brought Xavier out to play and to try out for the team. And a parent—I won't even name the parent. The parent—it was two parents, but the mom was like really getting Zay was killing their son. And I'll tell you off air who it was. I'm talking Mm -hmm. about fucking killing him and the mom was like who, who the fuck is that and blah 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 like she was going off and mind you the blaze team had diggy had makai had james brown um had the kid i'm talking about and Kaden in, uh, initially was on there mm-hmm. they was he, he was killing and i had on headphones <laughs> and in between a song i heard the mom going off not in a bad way, but not in a good way either. Like kind of getting at the kid, like, yo, he could, he killing you, but also like, well, who the fuck is this kid? Mm -hmm. And, um, Eric Tillery tapped me on the leg, like to kind of like, I don't know if you hear it, but like,
1: don't don't react. react.
0: Just, just kind of let it go. And, um, it was just one of them things where it was like, I got my first taste of that environment right um and so it, it it just was one of them things where i just i always felt like xavier was um, never really people didn't really they only saw him they only wanted to see him for one thing mm-hmm. and when we go to kind of uh bring it full circuit with you know with the with the um with the Who's for Health thing, like, you know, I always wanted to kind of like, I tried to get him to kind of put Zay in certain situations. Like a lot of a lot of college coaches that reached out to me directly mm-hmm. or got word back to me indirectly, either through you mm-hmm. or through Derek Ellison or yep. through other uh third party people wanted had always said they wanted to see Zay more in a point guard role, handle mm-hmm. the ball a little bit more, which admittedly was one of Zay's weaknesses was ball handling, yeah. right? Zay in the open court get the ball. You don't need to do much ball handling because you know what he gonna do with the fucking right. ball. He gonna dunkle you, he gonna pull up. Yep. But to kind yep. of like in half court sets, he, he struggled a little bit. He struggled because Zay mind is moving too fast. Mm-hmm. He's he's thinking too much as opposed to just doing. He thinks. And you can tell the moment Xavier's thinking, it's almost like he stops exactly what he's doing. To think about what he needs to do, and before you know it, he turns the ball over. So ball handling has always been one, and, and it was something that, admittedly, I knew. Right, right. We didn't run from that. It wasn't like, oh, we didn't know he his ball handling, but you you knew that he could play. Right. Anyway, I you know to to kind of go back to the to the point, like yeah. I definitely thought that that would be a little bit better. And I thought the opportunities, admittedly, would have come because he was playing with Jeremiah and mm-hmm. we knew that he was going to bring the coaches out. But even in some of the showings that they had an opportunity to show, the show was pushed towards Jeremiah. Mm-hmm. Rightfully so. This no, we had them, you know, but I never really felt. And then the one game, two games after Jeremiah scored 44, Zay scored 38. At Rivers uh it was at Riverside.
1: One was at Riverside and the other one was in Atlanta.
0: No fanfare. No fanfare whatsoever. And then the Atlanta shit, don't even get me to fuck started on the Atlanta shit. Don't even get me the fuck started on Bro. I'm going to try to move on. And if it circles back to this next question, I'm, I'm going to go to fuck off. I okay. swear to God, I'm going to go out. Um, so, so my question is, my next question is, why do you, why does college coaches seem to prefer to recruit players from single parent homes with no fathers involved?
1: You're a Deion Sanders. They get them dog, the dog in them. They trying to get their parent. They're trying to get out the out the hood. Mm. So, I mean, but again, it depends on the school. Okay. depends on the school. We talk in Kentucky and those. Yeah. We're talking Michigan State and they want a little bit parents. more reserved. They want the two-parent homes.
0: Okay. Just that simple. Yeah, it's, it's okay. one of
1: those things. Like Izzo knows he wants toughness. He wants toughness, but he also wants guys who can represent a certain way. And more than likely, the two-parent home kids are going to probably be there longer than mm. two to three years. Got you. Okay. They,
0: yeah. Um, do you think black fathers are misunderstood in our eyes of college coaches? Did LeVar Ball hurt us? And I'm only using mm, him as an example, yeah. but did he hurt the black father with his outrageousness, p- perceived outrageousness?
1: I think social media just, just shined a light on it was always a thing. Okay, that I mean, we, I mean, I don't know your background history, but you probably didn't play basketball.
0: I, I played, but football but was my sport, right? But and I, I mean, wasn't nearly as good
1: as Xavier. I've never hit that right in Chicago. It's a lot of parents who live through their kids oh, on, yeah. on the basketball. Oh, yeah, and no. you see it, but, you know, honestly, I mean, I'm not saying thing about myself, but my son don't play. He doesn't play basketball at all. He's 6'2", about to be a freshman. Doesn't play basketball. He runs track. That's perfect for me. Mm-hmm. I, I do enough basketball. Mm-hmm. I get it from my family and some friends. Your son needs to be playing this. He's he going to get it. Even my dad. He's going to get it at some point. If he don't, it's okay. Mm-hmm. He likes what he likes. He's gonna do it. Like he he runs track. All right, man, let's let's get up. We're going to the track meet.
0: Nah, I, I definitely I, I don't need to live through Xavier. First of all, yeah. I, I had a I had a pretty decent life yeah. without being a substantial athlete. And, and and I make this joke all the time, but I'm I'm I, I every time I make this joke, it's not a fucking joke. And I'm gonna look dead in this camera when I say this mm-hmm. is that if I was a high level athlete like Xavier, mm-hmm. him and his mother would have never known me. Right. That's no cat. Yep. Yeah. I would have been a piece of... First of all, I'm already a piece of work. Right.
1: Right? And, and you know, but... But on a different scale. On a, di- on a dog, different scale.
0: My... my, my I would have been... It would have been... <laughs> and it would have been like... It, I would have Xavier, you know... X somebody, right. X this, X. I, it'd have been about my, yeah. my brother from Kendrick about got six kids. Up. I don't. We'd have been battling, right? But they would have been by different fucking mothers. Uh, like, we, no, I, I, I know what, what it we is was going with. No, yeah. yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I definitely don't live through Xavier. As no. a matter of fact, my living through him is to always try my best to make sure that when I die, Xavier's life is catapulting, mm-hmm. catapulting rather yeah. to way better than my life. Ever has been. Most definitely. And I had a pretty decent life. My parents did, you know, my parents, shout out to my mother, uh, you know, Nisa and, and my father who passed away, Ayub. I had, a, I had a decent life and my brothers and sisters. So it is what it is. Um, Do you think Chicago basketball needs a shot clock?
1: Yes, it does. But I'm sorry I got loud. But it no, does. Not. But the issue is not telling everybody. It's just so hard. With Illinois and just Chicago alone, I don't think any of the major cities have shot clock in high school basketball that made, like, the top three. And I only say that I'm not sure, but I'm I'm only saying because the prep work that needed to know how to even operate a shot clock, for one.
0: Uh, People don't even realize.
1: Some people don't even realize um, what you need to do to do a regular shot clock, so let alone a shot shot clock. So go to the bigger schools. So, yeah, maybe if they want to do like the Red Division and CPS and a lot of the higher Catholic schools, mm-hmm. but a lot of the lower schools just don't have people who can operate it. And first of all, a
0: lot, a lot of the schools, particularly in the CPS League, they're using students to operate the shot clock. And I seen, I, I know it was Curry, I forgot who they was playing, where it was Phillips. a hopes that a whole fight broke out.
1: Yeah, and so because of that, they CPS altered a rule that only yeah. only adults can do the the clock
0: from the from the representing school yeah
1: only only adults can do the clock okay. so i mean that that lasted maybe 3 weeks before kids went back to doing it but again you don't at some of these schools not saying Julian's one but we've went to we played in schools where adults don't even show up to games right right you know what i'm saying right. so the kids have to do it. like i'm
0: somebody got to do it somebody got
1: to do it and if this kid wants to do it then you go ahead let it, yeah got to yeah, so Yes, I would love for high school in Illinois to have a shot clock. I think it would benefit, uh, especially for the next level.
0: Definitely, I, more more of that than anything, probably. Yeah. And 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 I was just at the Nike event over the weekend. Me and Bo was just mm-hmm. there. And shout out to that event, and of course, shout out to uh, Coach Rob for 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 showing us love down there. They had a shot clock, and the kids, girls and boys, seem to really adjust very well to it. It's almost like a if you're a baller, you. You're going to adjust because it's second nature. First of all, a lot of these kids, they just want to come down and jack up shit anyway. So the shot clock ain't going to mean nothing anyway until it becomes a strategic part of game planning. And then that that will bear another little thing because some of these coaches aren't really. Okay. No. All right. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, You went to Kenwood High School, yes. correct? Yes. And you played. Yep. I want Steve Prep Hoops to scout Steve Kenwood.
1: Um at that time, D two kid. Okay. Rebound really well. Okay. Great shot blocker. Okay. Um had some limited I mean, I'm going basically off what I, I was scouted, but okay. <laughs> but no, uh limited touches, but could could score, can do some stuff around the rim. Wasn't didn't become much better until I got into college, until I played in college, but High school, I was just a ferocious dude. Like I, I patting myself out the Kevin Garnett. Like mm. I was talking crap. Like <laughs> you was, that I, I was Like that's who I was, and I was just I love the game so much. Like I didn't matter. Like I, I used to dive on a ball. But we used to play on, on on the concrete at times. Like I was one of those type of dudes. Like I was trying to win, but I, I was also pretty good at it as well.
0: Okay. Um. Well, rankings around when you were in high school, and if they were, what were yours?
1: Yes, so I wasn't. Again, at the time when I was at Kenwood, we were at, it was a lower level, and okay. I didn't play as much there. I was a, a at Kenwood at the time. I I didn't go to school much. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, okay. So
1: we had off campus lunch, so I was I wasn't around as much. So I my my last year there, I, I probably was eligible for maybe the first few games, and after that just went downhill. But uh, yeah, the guy was a guy named Frank Rusnak, who later on went to become uh he left Illinois scouting and went to become uh, a poker player in Vegas. Oh shit. Yeah. So he was always the one who did the ranking. It was called Illinois High School Elite. It's the the website is still up. You'll go back on the website, you'll see the the his last few rankings where you can go and you go back to the history where he had Dwayne Wade like rank mm, number three. Mm. Like you can go all that stuff is still up on, on his website but he started it and then uh, later on, um, we had a uh, Chicago Hoops, the website who came on a guy named Brian Stanett. That's actually how we, how we end up getting Scott. Scott Burgess was working for, for Chicago Hoops before that website went down. And then he came over to prep Hoops, but, um, it's, you know, I think Illinois has always had a pretty good scouting system. Um, that's my man. Uh, Joe Hen- Henrickson does a solid yeah, job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, does. he does. He does more of a a, a scouting report with the Hoops the, uh, City's uh, Suburban Hoops Report. Mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. does a really good job. And we had others in the past, but a lot of the other ones, they're kind of dickheads. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um,
0: mm-hmm. as an alumnus of Kenwood, how do you like the direction they're headed in with Mike?
1: It's different. Um, I, I like what they do, like. They're gonna hype all their players up like that's what you're supposed to do. I mean, when I was coaching over there, we, we, you know, we had we had we had the 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 same type. Like we, I want to say one thing. We had like nine Division One players mm-hmm. on there that eventually went to go play Division One. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But we weren't as as brash as how Mike is. But mm-hmm. that's how they always how he's always done it. Even when they were at Morgan Park, they were. They are who they are. And they do a good job at doing that. They do. They They do do a great job. And I'm looking,
0: he's coming on the show and I'm looking forward to interviewing him. Like, you know, Mike is their entire family. I mean, they are the Chicago. When I moved here, the few things that I knew about Chicago, gangs, Mm -hmm. weather, and Mike, Mac Irvin. I didn't know nothing about the family, but I, and and then of course, Mean Streets as well, which is their rival. But, those were the three or four things I knew, and then eventually I learned about fucking Harold's Chicken, and right. some of my students Love told me stuff. I couldn't wear my hat a certain way. Right. It, was, it was fucking crazy, but, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. Um, you as a coach, what things are you doing for your players to help them get recruited?
1: Just getting them out there. For one, getting, getting their skill set up first. Like, I don't want to send any kids to college, and they, they can't play. And they're not ready. And they're not ready. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. getting in the gym is the main thing. I always tell my kid, just – like, like, that, like they say in Philly, trust my process.
0: Hey, trust there we my go. Process. There we go. Shout out to Philly and yeah. Joel and B.
1: Yeah, trust my process and understand that I have an end goal for you. So this year, again, this year we was not supposed to be as good. We ended up winning 19 games, six losses. Mm. I was able to get three kids' scholarships. Mm. Man, we in the lowest division. We in the blue. Mm. And 19, I ain't saying not want to pat myself on the back, but there ain't too many. Other no, schools no, that no, that, no, that, that, that do that, right? And granted, you could say what where they went, what or whatnot. That's the level they're supposed to be in, right? But I'm making sure my kids get to school. That's the main thing for me is make sure they have a place once they graduate. Once they
0: graduate, yep. Uh, what are your expectations for your team heading into the new season? Um,
1: I same thing. We're gonna be pretty good. Um, one thing that I wish, like I said, I, I wish, um, I wish. More of my kids were more basketball oriented guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a difference. It's a, again from coaching at Kenwood to being a junior. You got focus People who play
0: versus people who. It's like you're a basketball player versus you versus you play basketball. You play basketball. I got yep. you. I got you. And
1: then you got you don't. They they think they know. Well, that's all kids. They think they know something, oh, yeah. but. They don't know shit. My thing is I'm taking more street guys off the street and trying to put them in the gym and as opposed to
0: That's the that's the that's the reward. Yeah. yeah.
1: That's why I'm I'm oh man, you could have you would have been doing this if I didn't bring you in the gym.
0: Right, right. So, when you played at Kenwood, who was the toughest player you had to guard?
1: I didn't really guard him, but a guy named Mari Sawyer was at King High School. He came to Kenwood. Had like forty points, thirty or forty. I may be exaggerating, but he was tough. He was yeah. a tough guy. But the referee saved him. He got to the free throw line twenty sometimes as well.
0: Oh wow! Uh, Who was barbecue chicken? Who you get buckets to as a player?
1: Man, this is in Maryland is one team. Well, it was one team we played. I, not a particular player. It was one team we played. I got close to a triple double. I had eleven points, ten blocks, and maybe like six assist. Mm. But, yeah, that Chris Real team, yeah, they was trash.
0: Okay. um, All right, so now we're going to uh, do something I've been doing with all of the guests up here. I want you to name your all-time NBA team, five starters and one six-man. The
1: easiest thing we did all day. Okay. Shaq at center. Okay. Power four Kevin Garnett. Okay. LeBron at small. Okay. Jordan.
0: Every Chicago win, go Ellen.
1: Point guard. Steph Curry. And your six-man? Scottie Pippen.
0: That's different. Uh contrary, uh, well not contrary, but a lot of people don't realize this that Scottie Pippen is my all-time favorite basketball player. Like all-time, better than Jordan. Yeah, I wouldn't. Be I'm not saying, saying he's better than no. Jordan, I'm just saying like when I was growing up, everybody was like, "Oh, Jordan, Jordan, Jordan." And just like, "Yeah, but the shit that Scottie do to set that shit up, people are overlooking."
1: Scotty always guarded the best player on the Yeah,
0: like Scotty was always like, mm, yeah, yeah, that's, that's my guy. Uh, too bad the shit that's going on with him now with his, yeah. his ex-wife and Jordan's son. So mine is AI, Kobe, Jordan, LeBron, and Hakeem. And my sixth man is Jamal
1: Crawford. Um, Jamal Crawford started in Chicago. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Started in Chicago. Um, last two questions. Um, you obviously know, <clears throat> Know that I'm Muslim. And in Islam, we believe our children pick us as parents. Mm-hmm. I'm hearing that. What does that mean to know that your children picked you as their father and that you picked your parents? Talk about that and what they mean to you.
1: Starting out with my kids, um, they're the reason why I do what I do. And that's a cliche thing to say. but
0: It is what it is.
1: But it's the reason why I go and make sure I'm always working because I, I don't I don't never want my kids to come to me and not be able to get something that I know is needed for them. Not something they want, something that's needed for them. So, you know, <clears throat> that's why, I, you know, with my kids, I, I would do anything for them. Um, that's within reason. Um, uh, <laughs> within reason. <laughs> like that, just so we clear. Just so we clear. I'm not hiding nobody. No, <laughs> but, and then, um, my parents, um, uh, like I said, my dad was one, probably one, probably one of, part of one of the most iconic games in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um He played at Phillips High School, mm-hmm. where they played the largest, the largest basketball game ever in the city of Chicago, city championship game. He played Phillips against Westhouse where they played against Mark Aguirre. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They won, so that's his, <clears throat> that's his thing. But mm-hmm. yeah, but he, you know, without him and take me to the court every day I wouldn't have the love of basketball if it wasn't for him so he, he got me on the right course and uh, it's you know paying dividends and then my mom just always just always there and, and caring for me and with everything she deal with she always still finds a way to you know reach out and make sure that, I, that I'm doing well and of course she's calling me right now <laughs> but, mom's got that success yeah, brother see, yeah yeah <laughs> But yeah, you know, that's 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 you know, I'm glad that I had them in my corner. Um, I'm glad that they put me through the struggle I went through to become the person who I am today. And um that's the reason why I, I sorta of do what I do with my kids. You know, I I don't give them what they want. I like I said, give them what they need. Mm-hmm. I try to give them a, a workman's mentality because once I leave them or they leave me, I don't want them out in the world. Lost
0: okay, uh last question um I'd like you to send a message to your future self talking in third person, you know, so when you ready, you can start with Steve and then send yourself a nice little message.
1: Steve, you did it. you've helped everybody you could you 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 did what you set out to do. I don't know um the the people on the way that help you do it, but those who did. Thank you very much. But you did with what you were supposed to do. You helped the ones who didn't have what you had and you put them in a better place. And it's going to come back in twofold.
0: Definitely. Um, I appreciate you coming, man. Like I said, man, um, you know, when we were talking before we came on the air, we were talking a little bit about the first event that we did. Uh, well, not the first event, but like the, my first big event when we did mm-hmm. that down at 167. Um, just if you could just take a few seconds, just kind of describe what that event was like um and what you would like to see, how you would like to see that event evolve a little bit more.
1: For one, you always do an excellent job because it's it's weird. And I said this to my boy who um helps out with Mean Streets and, and with the fire. For some reason it's always the out of who can come in chicago and make something work cuz they don't have you guys don't have an agenda
0: uh, not you, only and, that and we don't got to answer gonna, to nobody you, and
1: that too mm-hmm. but you you don't have like a click on nobody like i need to do that. like mm-hmm. it's for some reason only out of staters can come in and put really good events together and um not to say like in the chicago league classic i mean that's kind of what it is what it is but as far as like the individual part you guys are not al- aligned with anyone where somebody's going to be like, oh, don't go over that because it's not like that. right? But all, it was a gr- great event. I, I, I liked, um, especially the last one you did with the with the, being able to get all the...
0: The coaches to come out?
1: The coaches, but the the media people to, right, I need to do a video on this guy. Like, that was superb. Uh,
0: that was, yo, that was an on-the-fly thought a few weeks prior. Yeah. The partner I did it with, I said, yo, it would be dope as shit if I could get... A videographer for every, every player. Yeah. That's never been done before,
1: no. and that's that. That was perfect. Like I think that was something that most. And and realistically, I when you did that, I started thinking: when all these young kids coming up, this is something that they need to be trying to be at. This could be like a a, a, a starting ground. Hey, I'm trying to get involved into this into this high school basketball stuff. Mm-hmm. Where do I start? You start with exposure runs mm-hmm. because he's doing it from a from a aspect he's trying to help everyone even i would even say the scouts you had the nxt pro dudes and we, i'm supposed to be in with that guy but he's <laughs> a good dude so i don't that right it is what it is but i was glad he was there because that was his first time getting to see a lot of chicago talent wow yeah that was his first time i, I didn't did. know that yeah so when you you know stuff like that like that's good for people who's trying to, Hey man, I'm trying to, I, how can I get started? Come to an exposure runs event with your eyes wide open and not with a, a, a closed mind.
0: Yo, it was one guy and, 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 and from, I forgot his scouting service pro something. And he was a friend of one of the guys I partnered with to do the event. Right. Mm-hmm. He was there and all he did was talk about and eventually wrote about Jeremy and Jeremiah. Right,
1: Is that
0: Max. I forget what his name is, and I'll show it to you out there. But it was pro pro insight, pro insight something.
1: Yeah, uh, I I know who that person is. I don't.
0: I, I forget his name. Right. right? Good. Listen, good yeah. dude. This this is, and what I'm gonna say, I said to him. So yeah. this ain't like I'm backbiting him. And if it is, yeah. he's saying it for the first time. And fuck it, right? Is that, bro? With all due respect to Jeremiah and Jeremy, they got their shit already. Mm-hmm. I invited you to have your eyes and come find someone else. Yep. Like, don't come dick eat the people that's already on. Come, diggy the people that need to get on. And
1: they doing that for the likes and because yeah, the name already rings bells. And, and, and
0: so, like, he, he was supposed to be there to find somebody, not mm. to rediscover a motherfucker. And that right. shit really pissed me off. And so I'm very adamant now. So that event really kind of taught me how to, like, just be direct now on what I need from people. And, you know, shout out to my guy Marcus who came out here from Philly to help me run the media of that particular event. Mm. But even that, you know, just – I had one of the photographers tell me, like, yo, I've never been to an event so organized when it comes to the media. We had. We had, we, we told them what we needed. We, we gave them direction. It wasn't just a free fall. We mm-hmm. even made it where like, we don't want all of y'all just under the basket. Y'all mm-hmm. need to fucking rotate, give other mm-hmm. people an opportunity to get some footage, mm-hmm. keep that shit moving. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, so it was, it was a great event and that's actually where I, you know, I, you know, I met Bo at while well, he was introduced to me, but then we, he, we met at some other stuff and, 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 and now here we are doing this podcast. So, um, it was a great event, man, and I'm looking forward to the next one that we're doing. I'm trying to do something in between that and then, which I got an event I'm partnering with Larry Daniels on yep. August the 12th. It's going to be at 167. But okay. the um, obviously the event and the, the the thing that I loved about the first event at 167 is RJ came down there and put on a fucking show. Yep,
1: RJ wasn't ranked before then RJ wasn't ranked, and granted, I've known RJ since his family was doing yeah, Nike. We were doing Nike camps at Kenwood. He was a little runt, I always come up there hooping, talking crazy, wasn't making no buckets, but was up there. But I've watched his maturity and his growth as a basketball player to who he is now. That was one of the first times I saw RJ just kind of take over and be like that. I belong. Matter I belong. of fact, RJ's one of those kids that I said, I don't know yet. But then he showed me, I'm like, oh, he RJ, got it. RJ got it. RJ got it.
0: And we're gonna end on that note. RJ got it. He's yep. not, RJ is up next. I love talking about that kid because I love his family and I love his pop. So yep. he, he come from good stock. Um, I definitely want to pre, I appreciate you, you know, coming out, coach, making some time for us. I know you're dealing with, um, you know, our family. I'm deaf. So I definitely appreciate you making some time. Um, shout out to my guy, Bo Harris over there and AGM Plus, um, Goldmine TV. Um, Numerex, my guy Tyree, Derek Ellison, which you know, of course, I'm always gonna shout them guys out. Mm-hmm. Town Showcase, which is coming up in October. And last but not least, this is kind of on a funny note, but I definitely want to shout out my guy Cortez Washington. He watches our show. Um, he has given me some great feedback. He has sponsored. We're going to get be getting a new banner soon, so he <laughs> he definitely provided the sponsorship for that. So shout out to him. So when he see when you watch this, Cortez, just know, Bella, that we appreciate you and keep that critiquing coming. You and RJ, we we definitely appreciate you guys it so if it's just y'all two watching which we know it's not but just because I know y'all two are watching it, it means a lot to me um and so and on that note we're going to close out and we we'll see y'all on the next episode